Hello, welcome back to Football Chants and Rants with the Plants. Hey, we're on episode two. Can you believe it? I know, that's gone really quickly. Last week, we went down pretty well. We haven't got any haters just yet. This is the football podcast. It's an all-family affair. And uh, we've got daughter and dad talking all things football. We have a little rant, some of our picks from the week, and talk about some teams from the West because we're from Somerset. Overall, have a little bit of fun. And the first thing that we wanted to talk about that I particularly was quite passionate about, as are you, is the FA Cup and its importance to the big clubs. So as a tournament, it is generally the oldest national football competition in the world. And right now, I just don't think that the bigger teams are putting enough... I don't know. I just feel like if you take Brentford, uh, Leicester, for example, only Perez actually started their midweek Premier match versus West Ham. So they made 10 changes for the FA Cup. And I think that's just showing that potentially they don't see it as important as the Premier League, which they definitely don't. But then my point is, why do we have the FA Cup if they're not going to put out the strongest team? Well, it's been going like that for years. I I guess it's about the smaller teams and the chance for the smallest. Because the FA Cup starts back in, I think it starts in August or something with preliminary rounds. So some of the small teams, especially non-league teams, get the chance to... uh, Play the big teams, and but yeah, like you, my rant is mostly around the uh, teams not giving it uh, a good shot. Having said that, it gives some of the squad players who never get a game the chance to play, which I suppose could be positive. Yeah. The likes of Joe Hart. I mean, when's the last time Joe Hart played for Burnley? <laughs> That's not a good thing that he. Well, did. sadly, he got five out of ten <laughs> in the paper. So did he? he? Didn't have a great game, but oh no. But yeah, some of the young squad players, it gives them a chance as well. So there are. Uh, Yeah, it does. But I think, say if you're a Barrow player, a player from the National League, and if you get to the point where you're able to play the bigger teams, would you rather face a Liverpool team that are putting out a B-side with a couple of their regular starters? Or would you rather play the hardest team possible? Yeah, you want to play the big names, of course you do. I would. So I think that's, that's one thing. My other thing is replays. I mean, should you have replays? Should you not have replays? I guess the, uh, the positive about replays, it gives a team the chance to get Two lots of gate receipts. And of course, what you forget is, again, back to the small teams. I think the FA uh, give half the gate receipts to both teams. So oh, right, okay. uh, this, this weekend, Oxford at Newcastle, 50-odd thousand. I mean, they're going to get a fortune. So there's lots of positives around the FA Cup. It's just the Premier League teams who don't really uh, make it that positive. That's the thing. But also, I'm, I mean, I haven't got any evidence about this up, but I feel like even, say, the championship teams... There have been cases where even they've been putting out some of their B teams, not their so B teams, but half and half, because they're prioritising. Well, there's so much money. Obviously, you want to get into the Premier League or you want to stay in your league because there's money. And apparently the final winners of the FA Cup get around £3,600,000. But if you win the Premier League, you get uh, £150 million. Pounds. That's a lot. It's a debate that's long had in pubs across the country, I think. so. Uh... Obviously, we want it to keep going, but maybe my solution would be the bigger teams maybe putting out half and half for the first few matches because I know Christmas is a really busy period for the players but if they have half of their squads coming up and then maybe half of their A starting team then make it a bit more fair so those were our that was a mixture of rants I would say okay we're going to have a look at our picks from the week we've had lots of matches throughout and I'm going to look at the Premier League that happened midweek I mean, it's been in the news massively. Man United nil, Burnley two. So Burnley now got back-to-back wins after losing four on the bounce. So it's huge. It's a huge three points for them. 
And I think what's most encouraging is the fact that they got goals from Chris Wood and Jay Rodriguez. And they're now 13th on the table. They're seven points clear of the drop zone. And the next match is Arsenal at Turf Moor next Sunday. So yeah, you can argue that Man United just, they just didn't show up at all. I thought they couldn't really handle Chris Wood at all. And you've got someone like Harry Maguire. How much did he cost? 70 million something. Yeah, and he he just didn't, couldn't even handle Chris Wood. So that was definitely a highlight in terms of and it hurts, we are Blackburn Rovers supporters, but they did a great result. And then my other match that I pointed out was Bournemouth-Brighton. Bournemouth haven't won their last six matches, losing five out of those six. And again, some bigger there, some of their forwards, Carolyn Wilson got a goal, Sankey actually got two assists. So some key players that are starting to get informed for them, which you'd hope means they might come back off the bottom. And Aaron Ramsdale, their goalkeeper. Um, we watched some of his highlights, he was ridiculous. Really good. Very good. So my um, highlight from the week is from the Championship it's uh, Stoke City who've been uh, languishing at the bottom of the championship. Went to watch them last year, actually, and uh, they've got a team full of internationals. They had a bench full of internationals when we went to watch them last year, but they've just not performed, really. But they've got a new manager, Michael O'Neill, and they went to the Hawthorns, West Brom, and beat the... Tough place to Boing- go. Oh, yeah, tough, tough. And West Brom, I'll come back to West Brom after, actually. But, yeah, West Brom... Just dropped the ball a bit and literally uh, 1-0 Campbell in the ninth minute. Takes them seven points clear of the drop zone. So Massive. Um, a bit like Sunderland. They can't really afford to go down to League One. So Stoke pulling away from the drop zone. So that's my uh, championship pick of the week. Wicked. And for League One, well, it's two fixtures, basically both by Peterborough. Back-to-back midweek matches win. So on Tuesday night, they play Wickham, who are third in the table. And they won 4-0 against Wickham. This is all at home. And then on Saturday... They won 2-1 against Rotherham, who are second in the league. So now Peterborough themselves are fifth on 43 points and they're only four points off the automatic promotion. In terms of midweek matches, you couldn't ask much more for them. The uh, fans must have been loving life. Huge wins. And then League 2. So I've got a couple of matches to focus on at the weekend. Salford and Oldham. Nothing too massive, really. A 1-1 draw, but just really highlighting that these two teams, bit of a local derby, they live in the shadow of... The Manchester teams and all the big teams in Lancashire and Greater Manchester and Merseyside, I guess. So, but Salford and Oldham, you know, they're both working hard. Three and a half thousand plus fans, a one-one draw, good local derby. So that's the first one. And then League Two again, Mansfield. So Mansfield have not had the best of starts or best of first halves to the season, but they managed to beat Bradford on Saturday three-nil. Rose Maynard and Cook got the goals. Bradford are. Brilliant. One of those teams that every year you think they're going to go up and this year they've been there or thereabouts, but a, a poor win. They've got Gary Boyer, who's the manager, ex-Blackburn. Good manager for lower divisions, but under a bit of pressure at the moment. Bradford need to turn things around, but Mansfield are on the way back up. Good win for Mansfield, 3-0. Brilliant. There's been some really good weeks so far. I think that was good picks. It's interesting, back to the FA Cup and the ups and downs. There was, was 8,000 on at Burnley and 50-odd thousand on at West Ham, so it's a real... Atten- Sorry, is that attendance-wise? Yeah, yeah, weird, a real weird mix of interest in the FA Cup. But West Ham fans, 50-odd thousand turn up to watch watch them lose to West Brom. They must have been uh, not very happy. I was reading the paper. This is a bit of a quiz for you. There was one team that have won the FA Cup and been relegated in that season. Oh, I don't, uh, might have been one of the Sheffield teams, possibly. Wigan. Oh, Wigan Athletic. Yeah, yeah I'm not sure that's a good statistic to have.
right, this is time for best from the West because we ourselves, we live in Somerset. So we like to pick out those Southern Southwest teams that have done particularly well this week. And I've gone for a League Two team, Swindon Town against Port Vale. 3-0 3-0 win to Swindon. They remain top of the table. They've got 56 points. And actually, again, Southwest teams, you've got Exeter and Plymouth that are pretty much breathing down their necks in second and third. Swindon, they actually lost their last previous match, 2-0 away to Newport County. So it was really important for them to get the win on Saturday. And Port Vale had actually beat Swindon back in 29th of December when they last played. So I'm pretty sure all those are 7,343 Swindon fans at the county ground. So they must have been very happy. It's a, a win that they definitely needed. So it's looking good for the uh, Southwest teams in League Two, all in the top three spots, all Southwest teams, Swindon, Exeter and Plymouth. I know, it's looking fantastic. And then the further up they go, the more likely we will be to see them against Blackburn Rovers. That's it, yeah. And my next rant is all about English managers, young Ooh. English managers or lack of recognition. Yeah, I like um, this. I like this a lot. So what prompted me really, I guess, is a couple of things. So you've got two existing, very well-established in Eddie Howe, Bournemouth and Sean Dyche at Burnley. Whether you call them young now, I'm not sure, but they're both youngish. So forever overlooked for any major jobs, forever criticised and overlooked. Like, um, what kind of jobs are you thinking that they've been overlooked for? Well, I guess Everton. So, you know, Sean Dyche is just up the road from Everton, really, Burnley, a Northwest manager. They go abroad to find somebody rather than uh, giving somebody uh, who lives yeah. lives nearby a chance. Eddie Howe, there's been a, I'm sure there's been a few jobs that he's been overlooked for. Arsenal. Yeah, so I think you know they're both managing small, what's regarded as smallish Premier League teams, but somebody needs to give them a chance at one point just to prove a point. I think. So we're thinking the likes of Everton. Yeah, I guess so. Some of those teams that drift from mid to high table. Another uh, one, a good example of somebody who's on his way up hopefully going to be recognised over time if he keeps in a job as Scott Parker at Fulham who's in his first full season there and again nice and quiet keeps his head under the radar and Fulham third in the table pushing for promotion back to the Premier League first time round so especially when you've got good. West Brom leads that both seem to be having a little bit of wobbles that I've had to say yeah so Scott Parker solid a good player he was a bit of a solid midfield player in his time and he's uh, picking up the mantle and doing well as a as a solid uh, manager in the championship yeah no to be fair over I would agree I feel like that the big clubs, because they've got the money to spend, they do look elsewhere, they do look abroad. And also for Everton, Ancelotti, for example, it's a lot about having the name. Like for them to get the buzz going around the ground, having some of Ancelotti's experience and expertise, I think sometimes it is just the name, isn't it? So I agree, it would be good to have some of the British managers getting some of those top teams, you know. And mine's quite a generic rant this one so I'm going for this week I feel like there have been some real extreme goal celebrations okay so when players score goals just some of them are just ridiculous so did you see Martinelli against Chelsea he did the classic just fold his arms and stare at the crowd I'm not sure I feel about that that's a bit boring a bit weird isn't it yep. yeah don't like that one Deli Alley. I don't know if you saw this one the highlights against Norwich he did like a fake basketball shot you're on a football pitch I'm not sure about that one. That's not going to trend. And then uh, did you see Jimenez against Trari, um Jimenez and Trari, sorry, against Liverpool? They did like a chest pump and the, actually mum watched that. And she said they looked like pigeons. <laughs> they did. They look ridiculous. It, it is a bit daft, isn't it? Um, so I'm thinking as a way of getting rid of some stupid celebrations, each player just needs a signature celebration. Crouch, what's he famous for? What is it? Mobot, whatever they call the, the, the mobot. Robot, whatever it is. <laughs> 
Well, Mo Farah did it as well. <laughs> no, he did the M above his head. Oh, actually, no, he might have done the Mobot. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. So Crouch did the robot. Classic. Every time he whipped that out, everyone loved it. A Bamiang. He does a front flip. You know, oh, seen right, that? Okay, yeah, it's quite yeah, good. Dangerous. I like that. Well, it is dangerous, but it shows his athletic, his gymnastic skills. I quite appreciate that. I think if you're a top player like Martinelli, he's going to score some goals. He needs to sort out his celebration. When you were playing, I don't know how often you scored goals. What was your celebration? I scored two in about 500 games, so I can't oh. remember. Is that that rare that I uh, scored? Oh, I think you'd just be quite like, just do an odd like, fist pump, maybe try and get the crowd going a little bit. My preference is that when they slide on the knees and it doesn't quite work and they fall flat on oh, the face. Oh, do you that's know what? That's terrible. And then, do you know what also really annoys me is when they take their top off. You know, did you see Mo Salah when he took his top off the other week? I know they get so excited, but if he's in your fancy football team, he gets a yellow card. Yeah. You get minus points for that. Give, that him, give him a red card, I would. Next one is putting in the miles. This is where we look at which teams travel the furthest this week to play the match and the fans, of course. This week we drop down into the National League. National League's full of teams at either end of the country and uh, team I follow, actually, Barrow, were at Boreham Wood, a 550-mile round trip, Coblimey. Don't know what time they left home to get there and what time they got back. 238 Barrow fans made the trip. Both teams are on a big unbeaten run and Barrow clear at the top of the table, so... Um, a tense affair, 1-1. Both teams maintain their lossless runs. And I said, Barrow still top of the table. Boreham Wood fifth. And hopefully the Barrow fans got home Come before on, midnight. What a great day out to see your team on that form and heading for the league. And Boreham Wood might be heading for the league as well, hopefully. so. How many yeah. fans did you say travelled that far? 238. That's so ridiculous. Four or five busloads, I mean, it's mad really. So uh, good luck to them. They've got lots of cheer about at the moment. They're doing fantastic. Yeah, playing some good football. So I'm on the telly last week. And, uh, yeah, another playing some very good football. Right, should we have a look at our Barnet of the Week? I've got to say, I do love this bit. Every time I watch football now, I'm just checking out all their hairs. Like, ooh, who should I go for? Go on, you go for yours first. I don't know who you've picked. Uh, mine's uh, actually Ryan Fraser at Bournemouth, who uh, I've never... I mean, I'm not <laughs> not focusing his hair much. Little Ryan Fraser, he seems to have done one of these... I don't know what you call these cuts, where it's a bit sort of... Short back uh, inside. Well, yeah, it's, it's sort of shaved at the sides, then getting in some... <laughs> Bouffanty thing Isn't on it quite top. Curly? Yeah, it's a bit weird. So I'm not sure this shaving at the side and curly on top looks quite right. <laughs> Maybe making himself look a bit taller, perhaps. Oh, Maybe that's what he's doing. Do he's only five little foot Ryan something. Fraser, isn't don't we? He's only small. So yeah, so Ryan Fraser, Barnet of the Week, just a bit weird. Oh yeah, that's quite quirky. Right, I mine. Got to say, I do pretty much love my Barnet of the Week. I've gone for well, he was one of Arsenal's heroes on Tuesday night. Stamford Bridge. He scored the 87th minute goal. Hector Bellerin. Right, he's had four appearances in the Premier League this season and he's actually been at Arsenal, you know, for eight seasons and I think he's finally got his barnet on point. So I basically scrolled through all of his photos on... Yes, I stalked him basically on the internet. In the past, Hector Bellerin, I don't know if you realise, he had really long hair. He had it in a top knot once. Then he had the classic Alice band. Now... I think he's got it well on point. He's got like a middle parting, like an M cut. It looks really maintained. It even looks like um, Chris Hemsworth. Do you know who that is? No. He's like an Australian hunk who plays Thor and he's really good looking. But anyway, so I think Hector Bellerin, he's finally smashed it. He's got it on point. And this is, I think, quite a good point to say that we are actually on Twitter. I'm just going to let it out there. What do you think about us being on Twitter? I don't know what Twitter is. So <laughs> Social media. So... I think our handles plants underscore rants. Does that mean anything to you? 
No. <laughs> so actually, every week I do post if they think. For example, last week we had Roy against um, Mikel, so I kind of put a little head-to-head. So this week, your Barnet of the Week was? Ryan Fraser. And mine was uh, Hector Bellerin. So let us know what you think on Twitter. We're going all social. <laughs> So then one to watch for this week, midweek matches coming up that I would be looking at closely. So championship and I'm going for Leeds versus Millwall and um, well documented, not just on this programme, but regularly documented in the second half of just about every season. Leeds is collapse or near collapse or Millwall just outside the playoffs having a good season. Uh, Leeds still second, but they must really Get a win against Millwall. It is really, yeah. So I think Millwall won't give them an easy game. We all know that. So that's going to be a fascinating game. And almost as fascinating, just as fascinating, um, Cardiff, West Brom. So again, West Brom wobbling, similar to Leeds. So West Brom away to Cardiff, they must, same as Leeds, they need at least a draw, preferably a win. So um, so a critical night, Tuesday night. By the time we get to 10 o'clock on Tuesday night, there could be some really interesting stuff going on in the championship. Nice. And I don't know if either of those guys have the FA Cup, but again, uh, hopefully a lot of them after the Christmas period will have a good break. And my one to watch, I don't know, I just couldn't pick it. Premier League next Saturday, it's an early kickoff, 12.30. Leicester against Chelsea, Brendan Rodgers against Lampard, third against fourth. Do you know there's an eight-point gap between Leicester and Chelsea at the moment? Go on, if you were to call it, what do you reckon the score is going to be Leicester-Chelsea? Uh, you got to fancy a Leicester win, really. Depends. I suppose Vardy may be out they're injured. Saying, uh, they're not sure. They were worried it was going to be his hamstring, but I think they say it might be right. I think that he might be back. I'd go Leicester 2-1, probably. Oh, I was going to say 2-2. Two, two. It's going to be very close. So that was both of our one to watch. Right, okay, I think that's it for today. That was it for the episode. We had some good little rants. We had a bit about the FA Cup. We had some classic Barnets of the Week. I've got to say, Ryan Fraser, I didn't see that coming from a mile off. Neither did he. <laughs> and don't forget, if you fancy following us on Twitter, then we're on Twitter, Football Chants and Rants with the Plants. Hey, we'll be back with another episode next week. Easy for you to say. Goodbye.